please come see me do stand-up comedy. I'm going to be in San Francisco February 3rd through February 5th at the Punchline San Francisco. Please come out to that. If you're in Los Angeles, I'm doing an Alley and Friends show at El Cid on February 8th. I have Rick Glassman on it. I have Sydney Washington on it. I have uh Mecky Leaper on it. I have Jared Goldstein on it. It's gonna be an insanely fun show. They're all some of my favorite comics and uh I'm very excited for that. And then also if you're in Corpus Christi, Texas, do people live there? If you do, or if you live nearby, or if you know anyone who lives in Corpus Christi, Texas, I'm doing an incredible comedy show that I believe is at a barbecue restaurant. Um I think this might be my last food-related venue, you know, when when the comedy is not the main purpose of the venue, but the barbecue is. So come see me at my last barbecue joint, uh, February 11th and 12th in Corpus Christi at, I believe the location is called Mesquite Street. Um, I'm very excited to be doing the show, and I'm also going to be back in Texas after that for Moon Tower Comedy Festival, which I'm very excited about because that has a crazy lineup. There's so many people who are going to be there, so I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, if you want to go see me do comedy, go to AllieMakovsky.com slash shows and get a ticket now. And if you don't have anyone to go with you, go alone. Go alone. Go alone. I won't call you out if you're sitting. I mean, if you're alone, maybe don't sit in the front um, because that's just, you know, it's a lot. And I will assume that you're going to try and run on to the stage to bend me over and give me a little um, surprise in the butt. But um, I mean, also, who cares? Go alone. I before I did comedy, I would go to comedy shows alone. People come up to me after the shows who came alone and they're like, I'm glad you said something. I felt weird about it. Don't feel weird. It'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. You'll have fun. I'll talk to you after. Hang out after the show. I normally take like a poop after I get off stage and then I like, you know, uh, hang out uh, in the green room for a little bit. But if you just stick around, give me like 10 minutes or so to wash my hands, um, then I will say hi to you and we can talk and I'll probably, um, be a fan of yours because everyone who comes to see my shows is always the coolest fucking people in the world. And I'm not saying that to be corny. I genuinely mean it. There's people on my, on my Patreon on the top tier when we do those zoom hangs every month. I fucking love those people. We're like BFFs. I'm like, how's your kid? How's your job? When are you moving? You know, we, I, I love you guys. If you love me, I love you. All I want is to be loved. Isn't that what everyone wants? Love. I'm filled with hate right now. Filled with deep rage because you know those days when, you know, everything that's going wrong isn't that big of a deal, but it just feel you're just like, fucking make it stop like you know when like the littlest things just set you off that always tells me i'm not in a good headspace you know that tells me mama's not doing what doing well in the in the self-care department because i was so easily triggered today first of all okay let's get into it here we go welcome to the podcast it's called resting bitch i kind of hate the title i kind of love it 
whenever I do a show on the road, the person who's like hosting will be like, oh, what do you want me to say when you go on stage, when I introduce you on stage? And I'm like, oh, you can say I have a podcast called Resting Bitch. And they're like, oh, do you mean Resting Bitch Face? And I'm like, oh, do you mean the podcast that I named myself? You think I forgot? No, yeah, it's not an incredible name. But hey, when life hands you lemons, you make a podcast and you name it something weird and offensive maybe. So, anyway, we're getting into it. Here's my podcast, episode fucking 134, I think. Yeehaw, giddy up, strap in. Oh my God, Benjamin! Benny, come here. You some you just you go a hundred when you really just need to be going. You know, seventy five. Did you guys just see him bonk his head on the microphone? Luckily, I don't think it... Jesus Christ. Okay, Lee, if you're watching this while you're editing, could you please do an instant replay slow-mo of him bonking his head? Because as much as I hate when he falls or hurts himself, uh, it is so fun to watch. So, Lee... Shout out to Lee Nason editing this. Lee, please do a slow-mo on that or some sort of instant replay. Oh, my little beans. Why do you do this? He also, yesterday, I took him on a walk and there's this little patch of grass that has like a gate around it, but it's not a secure gate. It's just like, it's just like a vertical, no, horizontal Yes, because it's the horizon. Two horizontal poles, but they're pretty narrow. It's pretty narrow gaps between these two horizontal poles. And to get into this patch of grass, we went through the backside where there's a small little opening and he slid right through it, uh, which I didn't think he could do, but he was able to. And I was going to, you know, if if he wasn't able to, I was just going to carry him over the gate. He doesn't like to be carried, though. And then on the way out, so he so he slides through on the backside where there's no gate. It's just the gate and then open space and then building wall. So he slides through that. And then when I'm trying to get him to leave, somehow he squeezes himself through the narrow horizontal gate. And I was like, this man's spine, like what did he do to be able to fit through that? So I was worried about him from that. And then there's always, like, glass in the streets. I need to get him, like, little paw protector boots. I think that's cute. And I I would feel awful making him wear it. But I would also feel awful if he stepped in glass and fucking started bleeding out of his paws. So I don't know. What's a girl supposed to do in the disgusting streets of Los Angeles? Um, Yeah, I don't know why he freaking does that. Oh, but he's also the reason why I'm... furious not actually I've kind of calmed down but I still have that kind of lingering energy of like I want to be mad but I know that this isn't a big deal so I wake up we're off to a good morning snoozed I was gonna do an online meeting I need a specific 12-step meeting and it was at 8 a.m. I set my alarm I didn't hear it until 8 a.m. so I I woke up around like 8.20 and I was like, I'm not going to go late. So I slept in. Decent morning. Uh, Made some coffee. Took the dog on a walk. 
Oh, that's it was actually this morning when he went through the I don't know why. He's so even though he seems like he's chilling right now, just he's laying on the couch. He's been so high energy today when we go out. So take him on a walk, get back home. I'm chilling a little bit. I know I'm going to record the podcast today. Um, and I made an appointment online with Pottery Barn because my sweet, dear boyfriend, whom I love so much, he got me a Pottery Barn gift card for Christmas because I have this apartment that I live in. It's my first place on my own, and I have all this weird hand-me-down furniture, Facebook Marketplace furniture, Craigslist furniture, and it feels weird. My house feels—there's not a good energy to my house. Like, you know when you go to some of your friends' houses and you're like, I know exactly who you are based on your living space— um, you don't get that with mine. You, when you walk into my house, you wonder like, did she just get divorced and her husband took everything? Like, why are there these weird pieces kind of scattered? So I've been having a lot of, you know, this internal conflict and this existential questioning of like, what is my style? What is my personality? What, you know, what does Allie live in? What does her place look like? Same with like fashion and style right now. I'm going through this, uh, maybe it's just the age I'm at, but I think I've always kind of felt this way of, you know, I grew up in kind of a social chameleon in a lot of ways because I just wanted to, you know, be accepted. Like when people are like, oh, were you popular in high school? I'm like, I had, I knew a lot of people. A lot of people knew me, but I didn't have like, you know, I didn't have these I wasn't with the jocks. I wasn't with like the cool kids. I wasn't with the art nerds or whatever. Like, so I I feel like I've just always kind of blended because I wanted all of them to like me. You know what I mean? And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Um, And maybe some of you just know who you are. Like my stepsister growing up, she knew who she was. She was a Katy Perry fan. You know, she had these tight knit group of girlfriends. Like she knew who she was and she still does. Um, But I think for me and, He's like, his stomach is spasming. Are you okay, Beans? Are you okay, Mr. Beans? Um, And, y- you know, I guess I did Rick Glassman's podcast recently, Take Your Shoes Off. And I've heard this before, but the way he put it was very clear to me. Like, he would ask me a question and, you know, if I had the response that I didn't think I should have, I would kind of be like, I would describe it in like a bad way. Like, I would put a negative connotation on it. Like, I have a really terrible memory. Sometimes it's really good with weird things. Like, I remember how to get to people's houses after going there one time. Like, I have very specific memory associations. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I've like, I have a good memory with certain things. But then when I try and recall on certain times in my life or specific details of those times, I completely blank. And he was asking me a question. I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't, I'm really bad at like, oh, like just kind of making it this pity party that I can't recall something. And you can always find something negative, no matter what it is. And I think it's, you know, I don't know what it is, childhood, family, whatever. But uh, I think, like, I think 
you know, where you can pull a negative out of your ass, you can also pull a, a positive out of your ass. You can just start pulling shit out of your ass and take it face value. But um, what I'm trying to get at, I don't know what I was, oh yeah, not knowing my sense of style or like who I am. I think I know who I am, but when it comes to interior decorating, it really puts a mirror to my face and says like, bitch, what kind of couch are you? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But I also think it's good because it gives me room to explore. And I've always been a curious person. So I get to ask questions and take quizzes online to figure out what fucking couch I am. And it's fun. I enjoy the process of figuring that out. But you know, the negative side of it is I look at it like it's bad. I'm like, I should know who I am. But isn't that what makes life fun? Figuring that out, not being tied to a certain thing or idea or philosophy. This is a deep ass podcast. Damn. So yeah, so I made an appointment online with Pottery Barn because Pottery Barn, this isn't sponsored. I wish it was. Uh, Mama hasn't been getting a lot of sponsorships for recently, but um, I got a Pottery Barn gift card for my birthday, and Pottery Barn does, uh, like, free consultations, essentially. It's, like, one-hour free video chat. So I had an appointment this morning to talk about my living space and, you know, certain styles that I like and what I want to do with it. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting the email confirming it. They sent me two emails the moment I booked it. And then today they're like, hey, just a reminder, your appointment's at 1230. Can't wait to see you. So I'm like, me neither. So excited. But there's no like Zoom link. There's no number I'm supposed to call so we can like FaceTime or something. So I called them and I'm like, hey, what's up? Like I have an appointment in five minutes. And I'm just wondering if there's like a link that I'm missing or something I didn't get. And they're like, uh, oh, we're actually, we're doing inventory today. We're closed. Uh, So now I, I mean, that wasn't, I was a little bit bummed about that, but that was the first, you know, that was kind of the moment where the wheels started turning uh, for me to get angry. And then, um, you know, I rescheduled on the way over here. My boyfriend was here before me, and so, you know, I asked if he wanted some food, so I picked up Chick-fil-A on the way over, and uh, and when I got here, I'm with the dog, I got the Chick-fil-A, I'm trying to make a clean get-out of the car, because it's difficult when you have a dog, them jumping down, you with food, and trying to juggle these things, and so I secure the bag of Chick-fil-A. I'm holding on to it. The dog jumps out of the car. But instead of just waiting by my side so I can close the door and get going, he, like, pushes the leash a little too far, gets a little too excited, and somehow the bag knocked over and all of the waffle fries, those beautiful, salty, soft, warm waffle fries, were all over the parking lot floor. And obviously it's like, okay, bitch, shut up with your fucking fries on the floor. 
And I know, but I just paid for those fries. I was so hungry. Like, the fries really make the whole meal complete at Chick-fil-A. Um, and so I was, I was slightly annoyed by that. And I was just like, come on, beans! You know, like, everyone has that angry face. My oldest sister, she would do this thing where she'd purse her top and bottom lips. And she would just look like a butthole. Like, she'd just make a really weird face to be like mm. and I do something like that but more with gritted clenched jaw so I was I was annoyed so I pulled the dog tight to me on the leash I picked up the bag there was not even this was the most frustrating part there was not even one fry that fell in the bag they were all completely on the floor <sighs> So I pick up the bag, I put the sauces back in, some of the sauces fell. The fries are on the floor because I'm holding the dog, I'm holding the bag, I'm holding my keys, I'm holding my mask, you know, I got my hands full, and the parking lot attendant is like, oh, I'm so sorry, like, do you want me to hold your dog? And I'm like, I don't, like, sure, I guess, like, let me just get my bearings straight for a second. So then I, you know gather my stuff. I walk over to him to grab the dog and he goes, oh no, you you have to clean up the fries. And at that moment, I wanted to hit my head on my car. You know when you're an angry kid and you just want to start pounding your head on shit or like slapping yourself or like punching yourself? That was, that was the way that I felt in that moment. Because at that moment, I'm not thinking rationally. I'm just thinking like, fuck you, I'm not picking up my fries. I just dropped everything. I can't even eat them. Um, But then once I got on both of my knees and began picking up fries while he's holding my dog, watching me, there's also no trash. The closest trash is like a decent walk away. So I just have to, so now I have to carry the fries, the bag, the dog, and uh, it just pissed me off. It did. It pissed me off. And then I thought about it, and I was like, "Yeah, why should I? Why should I just leave my fries on the floor? That would be super disrespectful. I wouldn't want to do that." It was just at the moment it happened. I wasn't even thinking. I'm just like, I, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I was like, they'll get. I'll pick them up after. Or like. You know, he'll pick them up and, you know, be a sweetie. I shouldn't assume that, you know. I should just start picking. And if he is, you know, trying to be a sweetie, then he would help. And he'd say, no, no worries. Go go do your hit podcast. You're very extremely successful, widely watched podcast while I clean up these fries. In my head, that was the scenario that would go down. Um, and so I was like, you know what, that, that I, of course I should have picked up my fries. But Then I thought about it a little bit longer because, you know, when something happens and you just can't stop thinking about it because you're just frustrated. I've been thinking about it. And I was thinking when you go to a movie theater and you buy some popcorn and you drop the popcorn on the floor because your hands are full. Do you pick up the popcorn on the floor? No, I worked at a movie theater. The employee cleans up the popcorn on the floor. I mean, I don't know if that's right. I don't know if that justifies anything. But what do you think? 
Am I a terrible person? Let me know in the comments below. Is it rude to leave the fries on? His job is working in the parking lot, you know, attending to the parking lot needs. Should he have picked up the fries that I dropped or is that 100% my responsibility? Because I get it from both angles. And he was nice for holding the dog and watching him while I cleaned up. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. These are the things that keep me up at night. Tossing and turning. Wondering if I'm a bad person because my first instinct was to leave the fries on the floor that I dropped. But yeah, so that pissed me off. And then the podcast was running late, running behind. So now I have to do this quick before some influencers take over. I have plenty of time. I have 40 minutes. Not even, because we have to stop recording, upload, yada yada. We have enough time. But I got a lot of I got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I wrote a little note on my phone. There's a lot. There's a lot we haven't talked about because Santino was on the podcast last week. So I need to fill you in on the past two weeks. And trust me, there's more stories where I'm insanely angry for no reason. Do I need help mentally? Of course. Sure. Yes. Do I have health insurance at the moment? No. That also pisses me off. You have to freaking, ugh, it's such a process. As you get older, you just realize, oh, all being an adult is, is memorizing numbers, your license plate, your address, your social security, your, you know, ID, all of this stuff. And your other responsibility as an adult is calling various people, just making phone calls, scheduling, uh, commenting, questioning, so I have to call the hell. I don't know. So yes, I do need a therapist. Um, but where was I going? Oh yeah, Santino's on last week. Two weeks to catch up on. I was in Denver, and man, last time I was in Denver, it was right before. I mean, I was I was in Denver with St. Vincent also, but that was such a quick. You know, because with music, you're just going one city to the next, back to back. So I wasn't really hanging in Denver when I was there. But the last time I was there to headline shows was when I first started headlining. I think this might have been my second headlining weekend ever. Right before everything shut down. I'm in Denver. Everyone's talking about COVID. Everyone's scared. No one's really, like, knowing what to do. And I get to Denver... I do one night of shows at Comedy Works, and then they're talking about L.A. going on lockdown. And I'm like, I don't know what a lockdown is. I don't want to be stuck in Denver. What if they don't let me back in to L.A.? What if I can't go home? And so I canceled the rest of my shows, and that was the last time I was in Denver. So this time was a much more fun and pleasant experience. Um, I did get yelled at in Denver, which also made me insanely angry, something that I thought about for a very long time. So I was in Denver and there's this photographer who lives in Denver. He's incredible. Go look at his Instagram. He takes the coolest photos. His name is Brock Fetch and also sick name, sick name, Brock Fetch. Sounds like a fucking rap group. Brock Fetch. It sounds like a command that you would make for a dog but I'm not sure what Brock would be. But it sounds like, you know, dog terms. 
anyway, he's a great photographer. He hit me up. Um, he was like, let's take photos while you're here. And I was like, hell yes, I would love to. And, uh, and I was looking at things to do in Denver while I was there. Cause I always want to do something fun and different. I don't want to go to like, you know, the wax museum or Ripley's believe it or not. I want to do something that I could only see when I'm in a place. So I looked it up. I was also looking at what comedians were in town and Lewis Black was there. Um, who else was there? I think that was it in terms of comedy. But, uh... <sighs> but then, oh, Charlie Crockett was there performing, but our shows were at conflicting times. I love Charlie Crockett. Um... What? Did someone else cancel on me for something? Oh, no worries. Um. Charlie Crockett was there. And I saw a tour bus outside of the Four Seasons Hotel. And I was trying to figure out who it was, but I never got to the bottom of it. Um. But now when I see a tour bus, my, like, you know, spidey senses tingle. I'm like, I've been on one of those. Who is it? I'll open for you. Um, so I saw that there was a rodeo in town, which obviously I have to go to. I've never been to a rodeo. It was, in fact, my first rodeo. So I had a Brock. I was like, dude, you have to go to this rodeo with me. So we met at the rodeo. It was the most, it feels very similar to the UFC. It feels very similar. I, when I, I bought the tickets and as soon as you're inside, I mean, there's just the most interesting people going to these events. It was so fun to just people watch. But as soon as like we lifted the curtain, moved the curtain to get to our seats, you're just staring into this open area where there's bulls and horses and all this shit and the lights are dim and you just, you know... It was the same feeling as the UFC. I was just like, what is happening? Like, it was so dangerous. It felt so risky. Oh, my God. It was the coolest thing ever. So we did we did some rodeo stuff. We watched it. It was exciting. It was fun. And then they also had connected to it like a... Um, almost like a trade show. There was a trade show. There were various different booths you know, associated with rodeo-type lifestyles. They're selling tractors. They're selling, you know, bullpens. They're selling... uh, They're probably selling livestock. I don't know. They had a little petting zoo. I was going crazy. There were goats just licking my face, jumping on me. I loved it. I love animals. Um... And so then, super randomly, there was, uh, there was like, you know those workout machines that aren't really a workout? Like, no one's ever used that, and then, you know, you ask someone that you haven't seen in a long time who's lost weight and looks really healthy, you're like, man, what have you been doing? And they're like, this machine, it's never happened. It's one of those machines where you just simply stand on it, and the bottom of it shakes back and forth, or I mean, up and down. So while you're standing on it, your legs are just kind of pulsating up and down. And pretty much your your butt, your ass, your legs, your stomach just jiggles as it's doing that. And I think the goal is to work your core muscles. You're supposed to squeeze your stomach while you're doing that. And that's the workout. I mean, 
that's fake. It's a fake workout. And so I see kind of a display of them. There's about five sitting on the floor and there's a lady there, you know, maybe in her forties. Uh, and I was like, Ooh, are these one of those like little workout things? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, cool. Like, can I hop on one? Cause I wanted to jiggle. I wanted to shake. I wanted to stand on one. It was interactive. So she, so I'm like, Oh, can I, can I use one? And she goes, no. And I'm like, okay. You know, I wasn't assuming that just because they were there, they were meant to be used. So I was like, yeah, sure. No. Okay. No problem. And as I'm like starting to turn away, she goes, I'm just kidding. I mean, the comedy on, on this lady was impeccable. Great timing, great jokes, great delivery. I was loving every second of it. So she's like, no, just kidding. And then she's like, I guess it's late enough in the day. You can hop on one. Like, what is this time frame of using a workout machine? Like, I don't, I didn't understand anything. She didn't even, it's like, if you don't want me to say no, I'm not going to cry. Ooh. So she turns it on before I even step on. So then I go on it and it's shaking and there's like a little video playing like a infomercial on a small TV screen next to her. And she's like, yeah, it's supposed to work your core. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, you got to squeeze your stomach muscles while it's moving. And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, I bet my boyfriend would love this. He could just stare at my ass the whole time I'm on it. Something like that. Wasn't the exact words, but pretty much I said that, you know, because all it's doing is shaking your butt. It's a fake workout. So the joke was my boyfriend would love if I got this because then he could just stare at my butt and she turns it off. She turns off the machine. She goes, that's enough. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, I was not expecting a comment like that to come out of your mouth. What? Like in what? Like, does she know that she has the right to vote? Does she know that she's allowed to, you know, speak out of turn with her husband? Like what in the 50s housewife was that shit? I really missed the opportunity to invite her to my comedy shows. Um, And I would have said that, you know, if she didn't like that joke, I make plenty of other jokes that she might enjoy. Um, Because if she thought that was dirty, my comedy would have made her explode. But I just thought it was so rude and lame. It was also so, like, juvenile and childish. My comment and her reaction to it. But yeah, that was the rodeo for you. Had a good time. I had a good time, all things considered. I uh, got to see snow, which I don't get to see often, so that was cute and exciting. Um, the shows were good. Good shows. I didn't really have the opportunity to like hang out after at that venue. Um, so sorry if anyone wanted to say what's up. Um... But yeah, that was frustrating. And then, oh my God, this is just me ranting about these small, mundane things that bother me so much. So when I get to Denver, they put you up in this like apartment. They they rent or own an apartment in this building. And when a comedian comes to town, they get to stay in this like beautiful apartment. And it's huge. It's like a real big apartment. It's really funky. It's decorated all crazy. 
it's great. They have a, you know, it's, it's a full working apartment. There's a kitchen, there's two bathrooms, two bedrooms. Like it's great. And so I was like, oh, you know what I should do? I should just Instacart some food, you know, some groceries in that way. I don't, you know, eat out and spend money going to all these different restaurants and whatever. It's also snowing and, you know, I didn't want to like be out in the cold for too long walking around and, um, or like spending money on Ubers to get to certain places. I was like, I just want to stay in. I want to be cozy. I want to get some work done and whatever. So I Instacart my groceries. I get just basics. I got like bread for, um, breakfast and for sandwiches. I got meats. You know, I, I love a roast beef. I love a turkey. I got some avocado. I got some, you know, lettuce for a salad. I got a salad dressing and it ends up costing probably more than what it would have been for me to actually, no, I don't think so. But it cost a good amount. It cost maybe like $100 for the total amount of groceries I was getting. And, uh, and so on Instacart, if you're not familiar, you request items you want by the certain brands and it's very specific. You say, I want, you know, the eight, eight count of cheese sticks by Tillamook or whatever. And they'll get that for you. But if they don't have it, you can put in a second option, a backup option. So you can say, okay, I'll do this option of cheese sticks. I'll do like the string cheese option, whatever. And so to make it as easy as possible, I always try and put in all my backup options before they even start the order because that way they don't have to, you know, they can just do it without having to reach out to me and whatever. And so... I put bread on there. I wanted Dave's Killer Bread, I think. I think I wanted Dave's Killer Bread. And my backup option was like a different kind of Dave's Killer Bread. And the person who's placing this order gets pretty much everything. And then the last item was the bread. And they say, oh, sorry, there's no bread. There's no bread at the grocery store. And they send me a photo and there is bread. It looks like a lot of it has been taken. So there's just kind of like there's big gaps. It looked like right at the start of the pandemic when people were like, you know, crazy shopping. It looked like that. There was some bread. I would say there was probably 20 loaves on the counter that could have fit, you know, maybe 100 loaves. So whatever. Yeah, there's not a lot of bread, but there's definitely bread. And instead of reaching out to me to try and find a bread that was available, he just didn't get it. And that was the last thing that he put. So I didn't have, I wasn't able to communicate with him, whatever. So now he's bringing over loose meats. I have no sandwich to make. I just have loose deli meats like turkey and roast beef. And I was like, do I say something to him when he, but I'm also like, uh, Instacart has to be a shitty job. I did one day doing Postmates deliveries a long time ago. And I think maybe I only did one order during that day. And it was the worst experience of my life. You make so little money for doing all this work. And it's just shitty. So I'm like, I don't want to say something to him. I feel bad, you know. But... um. I did make a complaint with Instacart and they're like, 
they're like, mm, sorry, we can't do anything about your loose meat situation. I'm like, there was literally bread. He didn't try. Whatever. So I was pissed about that. I was pissed about that. I was so pissed. Uh, I don't like that I get that, you know, angry about these silly little things. But that's life, you know? That's just such a cop-out. That's life. <laughs> that's life. That's like, do what makes you happy. What if murdering people made me happy? Well, doing, doing, she's doing what makes her happy. I feel like those phrases are all such cop-outs. I get what they mean, but when I say that's life, it's like, no, not everyone's fucking upset that they didn't get bread during their Instacart. That's not life. That was my life at that moment. But that's, that's, you know, that's where... Okay, moving on. Here's things. Uh, um, oh, my boyfriend's been bringing me a lot of liquid death home. I've been getting a lot of liquid death from my boyfriend. They're not sponsoring the podcast at the moment, but I drink so much more water when there's liquid death in the house. But we realized why liquid death is called liquid death. It's because every time you drink out of the can, you're guaranteed to choke on the water at some point during your beverage experience I don't know what happens maybe you just put too much water in your mouth and it's in a can and air gets trapped and you start choking but every single time someone drinks at least my boyfriend or I out of liquid death we're choking it it goes down the wrong pipe at some point so that's why I found out that's why it's called liquid death um went to Ikea Because, you know, I'm trying to figure out this apartment situation. I just want it to look cute. I want to go home and be excited and be like, what a vibe. So I went to Ikea just kind of to like browse and see if there's anything I could use. And I was so hungry. Me and my boyfriend, we went into, you know, they have the little food court area. And everyone, at least in LA, is always like, Ikea food, Ikea food, this place rocks, Ikea has food, yum, yum, yum. It's straight up school cafeteria food. They're like, oh, Ikea, Ikea meatballs. It's like, they're for everything there has to be frozen. None of that's fresh. It tastes like dog food. Um... It's fine. It's good. The thing is, like, I think people say that because it is good food for a furniture store. But guess what? No other furniture stores have food. So, yeah, it is the best furniture food store. But outside of a furniture store, terrible food. Mashed potatoes were pretty good, though. And the mac and cheese was pretty good. Everything else, pretty subpar. But it, it, there is something fun about eating at a place where you're like, why is there food here? It's an exciting feeling. feels illegal somehow. Okay, just a few more things I want to talk about. Um, I started reading, guys. Guess what? I'm not illiterate. I can read. Um, I bought a book. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to do, like, hog... Where's my jewel? (gasps) Where's my jewel? Where is my jewel? Oh, it's in my pocket. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was in the part of my pocket that's closest to my vajayjay, and it got tucked by my coochie. Um, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, reading. Hot girl shit. Hot girls read, and I'm trying to be a hot girl in spirit, you know, so... I was at the airport waiting to go to Denver, and I was there a little bit early. It was, uh, you know, quick to get through. Love that. I love a quick TSA walkthrough. It was empty. So I walk in, and I have some time to kill. There's a little bookstore in the airport, and so... You know, I'm browsing, I'm on TikTok, and I've seen all these, you know, book recommendations, so I'm trying to find a book that has been recommended from TikTok, but I also know that TikTok is, it's just one person who's, you know, maybe not the most qualified to give me specifically a recommendation. They don't know me, they're just talking to their phone, but I always fall for it. I'm like, oh, they said that movie's gonna be good, we gotta watch it, and then I'm like, this is the worst movie ever. What was that movie that we watched about the, um, the road rage, babe? Morgan? (gasps) I said your name! What was that movie that we watched that was about road rage? Where the guy's, like, following the person? I mean, it was a terrible, you don't need to look it up. It was such a bad movie that TikTok really hyped up. So anyway, I'm still trying to look for these book suggestions from TikTok. And I see these. It's called Unhinged. That's the name of them. If you want to watch a bad movie. Yeah, Russell Crowe is in it. It's called Unhinged. It's so it's the most insane movie. Um In theory, it sounds like it should be good or interesting, but it's like, okay. Um, And there's there's these three ladies in the bookstore. There's one who's maybe around my age, maybe a little bit younger, and then two older ladies, like maybe in their 40s or 50s. And they're all chatting together. They're like, oh my god, I love this book. It made me feel like this. And the ending was crazy. And the other lady's like, oh yeah, this book was one of my favorites from 2012 when I blah, blah, blah. Like, they were so knowledgeable about these books and had read so many and, like, you know, knew all the details and how it made them feel. So I'm like, oh, here's my opportunity to get a real recommendation tailored for me. So I go up to these three ladies and I'm like, hey gals, what's up? Heard you talking about books. Mama, aka me, doesn't really read. And I want a book that will be easy for me to read. Um, I get bored reading very easily. It's got to hook me in. Um, And that's all I know about my preference of books. And here's how it all ties in to my home style and not knowing who I am. Here's how it all ties in. You know, I don't know what books I like. I'm just like, I don't read enough. I think maybe I like mysteries. I think maybe, you know, I want it to be something that hooks me from the beginning. I don't know what I want it to be about. And they recommended a few books. One of the books they recommended was something that I've seen online a bunch. A lot of people have read it. So I'm like, okay, if enough people are reading this one book, it's got to be good enough for me. So I read where they recommended where the crawdads sing. And... I got the book, and to be honest, it was a little bit slow. For 60 pages or so, I was like, come on. It was so descriptive. I was like, just cut the fat. Like, I don't need all, I don't need to know what color the sky was and, you know, the exact temperature and whatever. But 
once it got to the good part, I was hooked. And now that I'm done reading forever, um, I realized I like the descriptiveness. Sure, it can be a little bit long, but the description, the descriptions make you feel like you're there. You know, it really places you in the book. And so now I know, oh, I like uh, female-driven narratives. I like when the woman is, you know, the main character of the story. Um, I like descriptive novels. I like, yeah, I like a little bit of romance. I like a little bit of crime or thrill. Um, and so now it's like, oh, I got to have this experience. And now I know a little bit more about what style of book I like reading. But then I fucked up and I followed TikTok suggestion. I got a book called uh, On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous. And I'm sure it'll be good. I'll try and finish it. But it it's not descriptive like the other books are. You know, you can picture it. And he is being descriptive. It's a book. I feel like all books are somewhat descriptive. But it's just not the same. It's a very different type of book than the first one. So it's so hard for me to get through. But I'm like, oh, now I know that that's not the kind of book I like, which is helpful. Um, Okay, the influencers are coming in soon. So I got to, you know, I got to make this quick. Um, I went to the plant doctor this week. You don't need health insurance for that one. My plants were kind of dying. They were looking pretty rough in my house. And uh, I was walking around the neighborhood. I saw a plant store and I was like, oh my God, I should stop in because I don't want my plants to die. I want to be, I want to be able to, I'm an adult. I should be able to, you know, keep plants alive. So I walked into the plant store. I'm like, I have these plants. They're not doing well. She was like, bring them in. So I brought them in and it was such a fun feeling getting my plants checked out. I got one of them repotted. She said they're not doing terrible. And uh, so now I'm trying to bring them back to life. But this is just, you know, simple stuff like that is what makes me excited. Misting a plant in the morning, but it also keeps me on my toes. I'm like, am I killing them? Are they alive? Will they live? I don't know. But I felt like a mom bringing it to the plant doctor. I was like, how's she doing? Is she okay? She seems a little tired. Oh, I went to an estate sale. That was a fun thing I did this week. I Googled estate sales near me. I went to one and it was just expensive, whatever stuff that wasn't for me. But then the next day I went to another one and uh, they had all these cameras. And it, it was so funny. So I brought my dog with me because the day before I went to an estate sale and there was a dog. So I'm like, oh, maybe dogs are allowed. So I brought my dog with me and I walk up this hill. It was like up in the canyons and I had to walk up this really big hill and I get to the top with the dog and I'm, I'm walking in and the lady's like, you can't have a dog. And I'm like, okay. So I walk down the hill, put the dog in the car, crack the window, let the guy know at the bottom of the hill that my dog in, in the car and I'll be out quickly. And I don't want to leave him in the car. He was cozy. It was a nice day out. Windows were cracked. He was chilling. But I don't like feeling like that. So whatever. I walk all the way back up the hill. I'm out of shape, you know. So I'm really panting and heaving. I go inside. There's all this cool stuff. Like it's so weird being in an estate sale because I always just assume that they're dead. And there's like photo albums. It's just so bizarre. You're like, did they have family? Where's their family? Were they like a terrible person? And that's why their family doesn't want any of these like mementos. And then if they're an old person, you can really like, 
You can get really cool like posters or just there's so much. It's just fun to look. Even if you're not getting anything, you get like a little glimpse into someone's life. I love it. So I'm walking around. They have all these cool little gadgets, gizmos, trinkets. Someone's like in the in the bathroom area and they're like kind of looking through cupboards and I hear the lady yell. She's like, you can't go through drawers. Being such a friggin' bitch about it. He's like, there's nothing that says I can't go through the drawers. Like, if that's the case, okay, I'm sorry. But, like, don't be mean to me about it. And I wanted to go in there and be like, yeah, don't be mean to him about it. Um, I, I kind of, there's something I love hearing, like, background. I love getting mad on behalf of other people as well. You know, like, I heard that and I was like, I was right there with him. I was like, he can go through the drawers. Like, you guys should have made signs or I don't know. Um, but she had all these old cameras. There's this old Polaroid camera. Um, I got a Canon camera. The guy was like, this is the guy. I took it to the camera shop to like get it checked and stuff. He's like, this, this Canon is one of the best. This is one of the last ones. Point and shoot. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm stoked. I was worried that I made some bad purchases with the cameras, like I got ripped off or something, but they were good purchases. I got a really cool lamp, very cool lamp, and I almost want to base my entire living room off of this one lamp. And maybe I will if Pottery Barn ever fucking gets back to me. (sighs) Okay, what else? Gotta wrap this up. The influencers are way more important than I am, so gotta, gotta do this quickly. Um... Okay, estate sale. No, Oh, yeah, and then as I'm leaving the fucking estate sale, someone walks in with their stupid little dog in their hands. Could I have held my dog? You could have said that. Oh, I was just... I was just angry. Oh, I subscribed to some Friends Only fans. Uh, but then it was awkward because I subscribed to her Only fans. Also... This is a plug for Karen Feehan. She's a comedian in New York. And I've seen her Instagram stories where she, like, teases her OnlyFans. And I always want to see what's going on over there, you know? So I subscribed to it. It was, like, 25 a month. And then I realized I can't keep up that habit for someone who I know in person. As much as I want to support her OnlyFans, 25. Although my Patreon is 20, I think, for top tier... Or no, I think mine is actually also 25. But, and I don't even get naked on that. That's pretty crazy. But she has a great OnlyFans. Worth the $25. But I was like, I can't. I will see her in person. I don't I don't want to every month. You know what? I, it was, so I felt bad. I, I unsubscribed after a month. But you, I wanted to like message her and be like, nothing, nothing personal. It's not you. It's me. Um... But it's so cool. It seems so cool. I'm too nervous to get naked. I I can't do it. I'm too nervous. People are mean to me as is clothed, fully clothed. I can't do the naked thing and then just feel shitty. I got good boobs too. That's the worst part of it all. I got good boobs, good nipple to boob ratio. Sure, my right nip has, you know, one or two loose hairs on it. But that's what being a woman is. That's called growing up, maturing. But yeah, I can. It makes me too nervous. So I like subscribing to my friends. But I have a month capacity on the subscription. Um, 
I've been getting some DMs about it, which honestly I'm surprised by. I was in a Chobani commercial and apparently they're just pumping it out right now because I keep getting messages like, hey, were you in the Chobani commercial? Yeah, I'm a Chobani girl. And I'm surprised that people even recognize me because I'm in it for like less than a second. And I just go, naturally, 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 naturally. I had to say it like a hundred times and it was so cool because uh, uh, Roman Coppola was the director on it. If you don't know who he is, he's got great eyebrows and you should look up the movies that he's worked on. So I was like, hell yeah, I'll do a Chobani commercial to work with Roman Coppola. And it was sick. I had a good time. Um, But yeah, I'm not in it for very long. But if you've seen it, it is me. You're not going crazy. I am. (laughs) Um... I got injured from sexual intercourse. Yep, I got injured during sexual intercourse. Here's a PSA for anyone in a relationship. Uh, If you're a guy listening to this and you want your, you know, girlfriend to hook up with you, I recommend watching Euphoria. Now, I don't know what it is and I don't know if it's just me, but in my experience, if you are a couple and you watch Euphoria the girl will get horny and want to have sex with you. At least in my personal experience. I watched Euphoria. This season really blows. I'm not into it. Um, But also I auditioned for it. I think a lot of people auditioned for the role I auditioned for. I haven't seen the character yet in in the the show. But um, yeah, the season not... Not my favorite. It's it's super artsy and out there. I'm still watching it. I'm loving it, but I don't know what's happening, you know. But yeah, there's always some sexual thing. And even the smallest things, I'm like, I want to fuck like Euphoria. So then uh, me and my boyfriend will have uh, sex. We'll recreate the scenes from Euphoria. Um, but yeah, last night, I was really going for it you know, switching up positions, and I just got new nightstands in my bedroom, forgot that they're hardwood, and when I was rolling around, hit my head, conked it right here, it hurts so bad, um, but that's the price you pay to not have an orgasm, right, babe? Yep. Um, but yeah, um, that's kind of, that's been the update, I know it's been a long time, but uh, I want to have some guests on in the coming weeks, so I think I'm going to try and figure that out. Uh, anyway, that's all I have to say about that. I hope you guys have a good week. Comment below, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, if you would pick up fries in a parking lot, if that's my responsibility or the parking lot attendance. Um, and also comment below if, uh, what was I going to say? The last thing I wanted to say. Damn. Do I have early onset Alzheimer's? I think I might, to be honest. Um, just leave a comment saying, oh, tell me if you have any book recommendations or if there's something that happened this week that made you insanely angry that shouldn't have. Like something very silly and small and stupid, but you were just furious over. I'd love to know what other people get worked up about that's not that important. 
Um, come see me perform stand-up comedy. Uh, go to alimakovsky.com slash shows. Uh, I will talk to you later. I love you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Mwah.